0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is episode three hundred and forty-two of the Spanish Announce Table. It is the eight year anniversary. Tom is on. I know it looks Woo. right now like I know it oh, looks like he's oh. not, but Thomas has promised me he's here, his camera is working, but he's setting up a present, you say, Tom? Tim. Tim. Okay. It has been
0: eight glorious years doing a podcast with you. Mm-hmm. The time of it my is. life, Tim. Because I've had the time. Anyway, all right. And in the eight year tradition, mm-hmm. what is customary is to give bronze to someone of special note in the relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, WWE now, Tim, Tag Team Championships. Now, well. Tim, yeah.
0: I couldn't see you, so mm-hmm. I decided I still wanted to uh, give this present out, but I've decided to give it to myself. So Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Hey, I got a bronze tan, Tim, I got a bronze tan, you got a bronze tan. Right? Hey, eight year anniversary. You do a bronze tan. What do you think, Tim? Huh? Isn't this the best gift? I got myself a bronze tan for you, Tim, eight years. Eight years. Highlight of the show right here.
1: Have you... You you did this to yourself? Yeah. Look. Don't I look good? You Tim. look. You look. Tom, you, have you looked? You did this to yourself? Yeah. Look. <laughs> I, I'm watching uh-huh. on the live stream and Tim. So you see it now.
0: I look pretty great.
1: This is a great job of something.
0: This is the best gift in Spanish Announce Table history, right?
1: Yes. This is the this. best gift you have given in the hey. Spanish Announce Table history.
0: Look at this. Huh? You love it.
1: You look like Eight the referee years. that just got fired from NXT.
0: Okay, probably. Yeah, yeah, I can see the comparison.
1: Luxurious, luxurious bronze tan that guy has.
0: Yeah. Look you look know, his
1: history. idol looks kind of like you look right now, too.
0: Well, I don't want to go with that look. Let's just say that I got the bronze tan for the Spanish announce table. Table nation.
1: Got the bronze tan because I'm the man with the plan. Um, Tim, hmm.
0: it is eight years. And by the way, on our eight year anniversary, let's give a quick cheers to the beer sponsor of the week. Been with us since day one. We've actually been on his podcast, Wrestling Cheers. Uh I'll tell so you We're talking about the one and
1: only Justin Summers. Justin Summers. And as is customary with our beer sponsor of the week. Now, before we get into that, if you want to be the beer sponsor of the week, all you got to do is send us some money. You do that at SpanishAnnouncetable.net. There's a donate button. There is, you know, there's also a PayPal icon right around the top of the page. If you're having any troubles, get a hold of us on our social media accounts, which you can also find at SpanishAnnouncetable. If
0: you would like to also donate bronze, visit Don't SpanishAnnouncetable.net. And you, too, can be a part of the eight year anniversary.
1: Well, you can ah. donate the money for bronze, and we might find a bronze bottle of beer for it. You or you can just donate money just because you feel it. But like if you want to donate be like be the beer sponsor of the week, you send us enough money for the beer. And we go get the beer. We Woo! try to find whatever. time you tell us? Um, but Justin Summers chimed in as I think last year's anniversary show. He, he informed me he also was the beer sponsor of that year episode uh, uh, because he's awesome. I mean, Justin Summers has a long history with this show. Uh, great fan, great contributor, great guest. Great. <laughs> I hope host he
0: appreciates this bronze tan as much as you Here's, do.
1: Him. It was as is customary with our beer sponsors of the week. We love to share with everyone in the Table Nation how great. Our beer sponsors of the week are Tom. How great is Justin Summers? If you want a wrestling breakdown of
0: the best pro wrestling in the state of Ohio, you go to one source and it's not us. You go to Justin Summers.
1: Wrestling cheers, a great podcast. Now here's how great Justin Summers is Tom, is that technically we're taking this beer sponsor of the week on credit. Cause he said, go pick up the beer. Let me know what it is. And I have not we yet let him, him. know is we, we haven't done that before with anybody. So Justin, Yes. Oh yeah. He's well, I've built given at- him every I've given him every avenue now to just be like fuck you. <laughs> no, he has built that trust up.
0: We trust him. Mm-hmm. And again, your trusted source for independent pro wrestling and pro wrestling breakdowns in the great state of Ohio and Cleveland specifically. Go to Justin uh, Summers.
1: Best beard this side of Cleveland?
0: Oh, and his truck driving abilities? Oh, good god. Books have been written about uh, the skills that this man has behind of a wheel.
1: Yeah. The, uh, yeah.
0: It is incredible. Yeah. Plural, I heard he could, Plural books. Yeah. I heard he can parallel park blindfolded. Mm. I heard that mm. he can do a two-lane change and not make anyone mad. Mm.
1: I heard kids don't even have to give him the horn signal. They just kind of look up and he's like,
0: he already knows yeah he already knows he already i knows. heard that when uh the rare cases that he does cut someone off they apologize to him
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah he's and the justin best. again if you'd like to be a part of this bronze anniversary table show at gmail.com you can also take part hey and hashtag tweet the table if you want to take part in your own bronze tan and uh, send us some photos we're in it.
1: If you're if you're just joining us live, this is the Woo! eight year anniversary of the Spanish announced table. And Tom, for the eight year anniversary, learned that it was bronze, and he we couldn't see each other in time, so he just decided to give his gift to me to his damn self, and he gave himself a bronze tan. And let me tell you, Tom, I'm glad you didn't like show up and just give me a bronze tan. That would have been an awkward experience. Well, that was the plan. Which would might have been made for a better YouTube clip. I'm not gonna lie, might have been went more viral than this episode probably will. However. However, this is magnificent. I can't even begin Bank. to tell you. You look like a used basketball. You're so
0: <laughs> I mean great.
1: like a several year old, you know what I mean, works like guy did on the black top,
0: you know. You say used basketball, I hear beautiful tomato tomato. It but sounds let's, similar. let's get into
1: Your dog doesn't even recognize you. Listen to that. (laughs) I know.
0: know. It's going to be some getting used to from the pup. But again, in time, she also appreciates the bronze. But hey, we talked about our eight-year anniversary. Thank you for anyone who is new, anyone who's been listening for these past eight years. We definitely appreciate you uh, giving us support. Uh, But let's get into what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about pro wrestling, specifically AEW. And our favorite show right now is aw dynamite and last night was Mm. fighter fest night two now we talked about this off air night one quite possibly the best episode of dynamite that we can recall
1: yeah might have been the best yeah that that came to mind recently now and this is kind of a weird you know we'll get right back into what you're saying here uh um this this is really a a three-week event for them you have the fighter fest night one you have the fighter fest night two and then they roll right into fight for the fallen right i mean like this is like an annual three-week event almost
0: yeah i know they call it two different
1: things but
0: yeah but it's a it's a festival of celebration Mm -hmm. so before we get into our uh specific breakdown of fighter fest night two i will ask you later but what did you think of this event
1: I like this event. I, I I told you I would give it a solid A show. I do, I think, because last week was like, oh, this is the best ever. You know, I know some things where I'm like, yeah, you know, this didn't hit home as well as All I right. would have thought. But, yeah.
0: Well, then let's get into All it. Right. So it kicks off last night with the five labors of Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho versus versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears is allowed to use a chair. Chris Jericho is not. MJF is on commentary. Tim, Chris Jericho ends up winning this match, but what did you think?
1: I thought – oh, here, let me get back on here. I thought uh, this match went great for that reason, right? The the, the ability of, like, you get to use the chair and I don't is fun, right? Because you get to work some of them spots in there. Albeit, he did kind of use the chair, Uh, you know. Yeah. Go figure. What are you going to do? Uh, however, uh, I liked you know the match well enough. It, it, we all understood Chris Jericho was going to win, but they still put on a show where you're like, all right, you guys went hard. You did some spots here. I don't know that I'm a huge fan of this Judas Effect finish. Every time I see it, I'm like, I, I like it less and less because I, I think it would be better if somebody was like, if it was like a young guy like Ricochet could really spin real quick and hit it right and in the right spot every time. But old man Jericho ain't doing it. This is getting half a side of of the bicep sometimes, you know what I mean, Uh, on the chest. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I talked to you uh, during the show about Chris Jericho. Look, creatively speaking, he is hitting home run after home run. Physically looking at him, though, mmm. And we got the comment from MJF, which MJF on commentary, so great. By the way, what do you call a hot girl from Dallas? Uh, what? A tourist. That was the line of the night. I loved MJF on commentary. That's right. I that,
1: did. I forgot about that. Last <laughs> that screen. was so
0: great. But he also said, "Uh, this isn't Chris Jer- Jericho in labor. It's the five labors of love or five no, labors of Jericho." I know was, how you can oh. be uh, confused by that because oh. look, like I said, Chris Jericho creatively everything he's doing, home runs. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But man, if I said, hey. Casual fan that watched during the Attitude Era, Chris Jericho's still going, and they see this guy. Yeesh. But, regardless, uh, I like the match as well. I like that Sammy Guevara got involved, right? Because then now we get back to Sammy Guevara, Sean Spears. We're probably going to get a blow off there. And then that allowed Chris Jericho to win. So, what I liked about that is it... Was Chris Jericho winning, but not Sean Spears just looking like a doofus and getting beat clean by a guy who couldn't use a chair and then he could use the chair, right? Like, it had Sammy Guevara get involved. So it made more sense that, hey, Sean Spears would lose because there's outside interference. Now, let's get into the post-match promo. MJF, upset beside himself, says, I realize you got past the first labor of Jericho, but the second labor you will not get past. First off, no outside interference. Second off, no holds barred. Third of all, it's the most violent man currently in pro wrestling. It is Nick fucking Gage. Holy shit, Tim, what did you think of this?
1: Uh, I I you know I, I, he, for those who know Nick Gage, I knew who he was talking about when he said, Uh, He robbed a bank without a mask, and I was like, "God damn!" They brought Nick motherfucking Gage onto this show. They are about to. I mean, I'm not too surprised when they went with the, you know, the death matches and the, and the, you know, death matches, right? The exploding death matches and the other (laughs) like, yeah, this is not this is not necessarily off brand or pushing the envelope. I don't think so. I think this, however, Nick Gage will be pushing the envelope. (laughs) They may tell him don't staple gun his tongue to a thing, but Nick Gage might tell him fuck, you lick my nutsack. So I don't know what's going to happen, and that's why this is can't miss television because it's Nick fucking Gage. This is
0: can't miss television. I am so excited for next week. Here's what I thought, though, is Nick Gage, GCW champion. And again, this weekend, if you haven't already made plans, make sure to do so. Saturday night, Nick fucking Gage versus Matt Cardona for the GCW championship on Fight TV. It's going to be incredible. When I saw Nick Gage actually on the stage, and you had Nick Gage at MJF, and we're going to get into more of the people who were involved uh, throughout the night. I saw Simon Miller from What Culture post this on Twitter, so credit to him. But it almost feels like AEW is Super Smash Bros., where it's like you get King Kong and then Mario or another good. Um, analogies have you seen the newest space jam the space jam 2 with lebron i have not
1: seen the newest one though
0: okay well it's not not a big spoiler but part of the story is uh the looney tunes with lebron james are bumping around the entire universe of warner brothers so you get game of thrones you get the matrix you get the jetsons you get the flintstones and this is kind of like cameo
1: spots yeah
0: right and this is what aew is starting to feel like where you're getting all of these different people. Nick, I mean, think about this, Tim. We had in one night, Orange Cassidy, yep. Sting, Taz, Nick Gage, and Kenny Omega. Like, the this wide-end spectrum of all of those different characters in one night of wrestling. It's just incredible. So, I can't wait. Again, next week, it's going to be the second labor of Jericho in a no holds barred, unsanctioned match, Nick fucking Gage versus Chris Jericho. Now, I'm going to make an early prediction. Okay. As I mentioned, Saturday night is going to be Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage for the GCW championship. I believe that Chris Jericho is going to get some outside interference, and it's not going to be from the inner circle, because, again, the inner circle is not allowed – uh, ringside or involved in this match. That doesn't mean that Matt Cardona isn't allowed. And That's we've seen Matt Cardona be. in yeah. AW.
1: That's what it's going to be.
0: But here's the thing. Huh. Like you said, Nick Gage might kill Jericho. He might kill people in the crowd. He brought a pizza cutter be to the
1: guy. Look, he's right.
0: He I, had a fork it. in his hand and was just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking use this on your forehead, which we'll get into that spot from another couple wrestlers a little bit later. But cannot wait so let's get back into it after the commercial break we had our tnt champion miro cutting a promo and he talks about how he is the redeemer now this was fun he didn't necessarily call out one specific person but it sounded like hey we're gonna get back to business i'm kicking someone's ass what did you think of the promo
1: i thought it was it was true to the character that he's portraying right now and you know to the how he is arrogance of it and all of that so i i like that um i just <laughs> you looking at the chat shout out to the yeah, chat Yeah, thank you theo theo if you're Good not you on bunch. the live stream you're missing out typically 7 30 thursday nights. it's always thursday nights we'll let you know otherwise around 7 30 we were running a little late 7 30 in the
0: one true time zone central standard time True by that
1: the way. uh theo 75 shout out he says look at t max sprayed on tan 9 out of 10 needs more gold-plated teeth uh, hey we'll get there yeah uh-huh look at that we'll get there bitch, yeah like look at it. that look yeah give time man more sun yeah. more fun in the sun baby <laughs> yeah spray tan this is all natural yeah, yeah. <laughs> all natural. what you talking about um listen uh what were we fucking talking about Miro. Miro. i think this is one of the things where i was like cool last week's promo was way fucking better so this file i was like we could have done something else here and i would have been fine like i don't feel like this advanced much you know well okay tim yeah
0: there is a detail and this is why I'm reading into it, because, as we just mentioned, we just saw GCW heavyweight champion Nick fucking Gage, MDK, all fucking day. If you noticed, Miro was cutting a promo and he was wearing a blood sport jacket.
1: I did notice now, that. So we get now, right now
0: you could say, oh, that's blood sport. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Cool. He's a fan of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sure. Every right. Or you could say. That's a call out. We have Bloodsport a promotion. They do a uh bi I think a bi-monthly show and Josh Barnett versus Miro. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up if that's what we're doing. Again, that's a little detail that maybe I'm reading too much into, but if that's where we're going, I'm in.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a terrible idea and we may get that. Um you know, I'm not as much of a, you know, Josh Barnett dude, as you are, I guess. So I'm, oh. not, like, I'm not dying yeah. to see it, but I know it'll be good. You know what I mean? You want to so.
0: talk about someone who can actually throw hands? Well, yes.
1: Yeah, that I'm aware of. Yes, that yes. I'm aware of. Yeah. He's not going to go in there and like be worried that Miro's going to actually fuck him up. I get that. Right. But yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Should be fun. If that's yeah. where we're going. Again, that's my prediction. I have no sources. I don't like, by the way, timeout real quick. We'll get back into our AW Dynamite uh, recap here. But it's an AEW uh, tidbit that I'd like to get your feedback on. Yeah. You can't stay away from it. You're seeing it all over the internet. I know the rumor talking. is yeah. AEW has signed both Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Yep. Here's the thing that I will say. If that is true, go fuck yourselves for reporting that. Because you're ruining surprises. These are the same yeah. motherfuckers that if Star Wars was coming out, they'd be like, Hey, by the way, Darth Vader is Luke's father. To being reported yeah. that in the script, Darth Vader yeah. is Luke's like, just let us have some fun.
1: Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, don't report that. Like, I get you, you know what I mean? Like, we all know who the legit guys are and who have the scoops. We don't need to fuck it. you don't need to prove it. Um and I kinda look I really don't care to CM Punk. And like
0: Ooh, I kinda do.
1: I I mean. Yeah. You know what could be cool? is if these guys come in under the same purpose and reason, right? Mm -hmm. If they show up together and they're like, we're here to do X, Y, and Z. They're the new outsiders kind of thing. Yeah. Or maybe they're like, you know, we heard a lot about how this bullet club was the coolest thing in wrestling. Meanwhile, we were the coolest fucking thing in wrestling, Mm -hmm. right? Like something like that. Sure. Look, I'm not to discredit CM Punk's ability to get over, to tell good stories, to tell a decent story in the match. I think he's an, uh, A-level player, wherever you're going to place him. I mean, obviously, we don't know now, skill-wise set and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I never – like, he never would have been my choice, even when he was doing his best as, like, the A-plus top-line guy. It just wasn't my personal thing. But I get a lot of Fair people enough. like him. I get a lot yeah. of people like him. So, I, I, you know, as much as I'll be like – Jesus fucking Christ! This blowhard again. I will probably get over that if he's doing a good job, which he probably could. So yeah. I'm gonna give him that pass. The Daniel Bryan thing. I'm like, this could go one of many ways. Daniel Bryan is another guy where it's like, we hear AW go, does like we like to give the talent this free reign to do what they want. It's like you, you got to check him once in a while because he's very like he's a fringe guy, right? You know what I mean? Like he might come up with something that could be gold. We could be like. Listen, man. <laughs> like we've got to like tweak this. or Well, he thing.
0: could take that planet's yeah. champion thing and actually be a baby face in AEW, and then we get some really cool shit, right? Like he can do some
1: things. He can do. I'm excited for both. I, I would by- love to see that heel planet's champion again, though. I I, I think I'd like even in AEW, you could. St- I still think in AEW you could still work it as as a as a heel. Because like if you're doing it, as a baby if face. you're doing it where like you can't do it because I said so, which is the it would get it. Goddamn WWE for fucking that up. That was tailor-made for their audience to hate, to fucking hate, to hate. Whatever. So anyhow,
0: <laughs> my biggest my biggest tangent about this, though, is I'm so tired of these sites and these retweets of people saying, like, did you hear? It's blah, 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 blah. Stop, man. Why do you want to ruin things for yourself? And we'll get into WWE here in a little bit. And spoiler alert, uh, John Cena appears at the end of Money in the Bank but we kept seeing retweets and likes of stuff that would show up on your Twitter profile that that, that was going to happen yeah. John Cena it's so, like why do you do that it's such a fucking buzzkill i would have been legit like excited now again the story sucked but i would have been legit excited to see john cena reappear if i didn't see all of that shit on twitter now maybe that's on me but again i like friends that like this show that like that stuff that then like and retweet it and then i happen to see it so What are you going to do? But anyhow, let's get back into AEW real quick. So after Miro cuts his promo in his blood sport jacket, we get the most baffling match of the night. I, we got to go into this a little bit here because for as great as AEW is, sometimes they miss, and I think they missed here. We had Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter, taking on in one-on-one action, tag team wrestler, Doc Gallows. And Doc Gallows wins. Yeah. You can't be a hunter if you never shoot and kill anything.
1: So here's an aspect of the you know we've lamented this like I, when Frankie Kazarian came and like first dropped that bomb like I'm the you know what he never called himself the elite hunter he just said like I'm coming after he did this taken speech and we were like that's a great idea. It's not, it, they're not going. It would work, but they're not going to do it with Frankie Kazarian. It's not going to get over with him. They're not going to put him in the li- They're not going to put him in the spot. It was tailor-made for uh, the number one guy to take down the elite, right? Which was never going to be Frankie Kazarian. So now, if you just fall short, I think it's almost better where he's like, I'm coming after you. And every time he comes after him, it's like, "Bap," And he just gets beat the fuck down. And we start like, God damn it, come on, Kazarian. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are wrong. You don't give up. You know what I mean? That kind of thing better maybe than what we were getting prior to
0: this i don't know what we're getting but here's my point and i i said this on our twitter at table show we live tweet during AEW dynamite on whatever night it airs so please join us and join the conversation but what i said was he lost this match to a tag team wrestler again you can you can beat one of these fucking guys might as well beat a tag team wrestler in a singles competition But okay, right to your point, he can't get a win over these guys, but he's not going to quit until he does. Okay, fair enough. But then you also put on top of this that every fucking time that he comes out to help the baby faces when the elite are trying to get one over on them, they still fucking lose. Kind of feels like you're a fucking loser. Here's a better idea.
1: Here's a better idea. Everything we're saying, right? He's he's trying He's failing. We're like, God damn poor guy. You know what I mean? Like he was wrong. He has every right to try to go fight these guys. And I hope he, he makes good on it, but he's not. And you're right. The, the, the face is still loose, but here's something that's happening. Right now they're beating his ass because they're like, fuck you. You're a thorn in our side. Well, those faces aren't returning the favor. They're not coming back to help. They're not showing up. And he goes, maybe I'm hunting the wrong people. Ooh. Now see,
0: we'll see. Mm. But let's talk about Hi, Tim. that is Tim. a good one i do like that so Tim. Uh, as Tim. mentioned uh doc gallows gets the win but then the good brothers not going to talk about it anymore because you guys all know how i
1: feel are they good and the
0: good brother well they're impact wrestlers but regardless hey you know they, how we feel about
1: impact wrestling
0: so i just don't get why it's okay
1: side note
0: uh let's Demand back wrestling so,
1: i'm t- i'm sorry Pause. I've tried to watch Impact Wrestling a bunch of times and it's always a weird show.
0: I just don't get why a tag team isn't taking them out on the basis of get out of my company. Get out of my company. This is my company. You don't work here. You don't go. Remember Bianca Belair? You don't even go here. That should be the fucking story. Anyhow, good brothers start to beat up Kaz. Kenny Omega comes out and he's snapping and clapping along and then he also starts beating up Kaz and that brings out One of the biggest pops of the night. The most over guy in pro wrestling. Hashtag cowboy shit. We got Hangman Adam Page. And he charges the ring. Here's the fun detail I want to Mm, tell you. mm. We still have yet to see Kenny Omega and Hangman get physical.
1: I like that. Here's something that I thought. Either Hangman is a great actor or Hangman was drunk doing that segment. He was (laughs) When he was like, "Are oh, you drinking right now?" I was like, "There's." It was like the Taz Like, there's a good chance of that. Like when they dropped the, "Are you high right now?" I was like, "There's." There's a good chance of that. It looked legit. I was like, "I was like, shit." Is he really staggering? I was like, that might "Why be, not?" Or he's, he, hey, or he's he does that buckshot
0: himself. lariat. Yeah, he does that so, buckshot lariat. Hey, I'm not so gonna. I'm, I'm not
1: gonna pass judgments. I too am drinking right now on the job. Uh, <laughs> thanks to our beer sponsor of the week, Justin Summers, the guy who smells like a like. What what is I don't know what's a good smell He's, in twenty twenty one smells like success mm. and vaccines. Mm. <laughs> yes, jo- <laughs> you see that video of Fauci calling out Rand Paul. Oh anyway, yeah, yeah. Right, goddamn. Yeah. Right, anyway, so okay, Justin Summers so, is a swell dude. We love that guy. If you want to be the bigger sponsor of the week, now dot net. Donate to there us is. on PayPal. Hey Tom, back to this.
0: Yeah, so Hangman comes out, but then he gets beat up four against one because Arian's on the outside, I guess, unconscious, which whatever. But then that brings out the Dark Order, and then the Dark Order chases them off to set up next week. We finally get this match where, again, if Hangman and the Dark Order loses, they both lose their tag team opportunity and their number one contendership with Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. What do you think? We're getting excited. Let's do an early prediction. What do you think? What happens here? Hangman and the Dark Order come through, or do they fall short? They can fall
1: short. If they fall short, I, man, the the heat from that. But see, the, the thing with that, though, is I, I get there will be heat, but I don't know that the crowd is going to direct that heat at like Kenny Omega and Don Callis. I think they're going to direct that heat at AEW. You know what I mean? So I think that's a move I wouldn't make. I think they've well, got see, to come through and get their matches. Now, will, or we ride around how they get back to a match. Don't give me That's right. what I think.
0: If yeah. they do it, we can still get there cuz there's enough time. But will the fans turn
1: on you at this at that point? Like now it feels like when we talk about strike while the iron is hot. That's true. The iron can't be any hotter. Right. If it's hotter you're going to burn the clothes. Like it's good. like do it now. You got to do it. But now.
0: I but I will say off the heels of night 1 and I don't know how we feel about night two as far as the winners, but on night one specifically, it was all baby faces. It was all yeah, 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 yay. Nothing bad happened. Yep. It was all baby faces leave excited. Yay, yay, yay. And that's good to a certain extent until, okay, do the bad guys ever get a win? And that's what I'm saying. They might get a win here because mm. if anyone's going to book themselves over, if we're breaking kayfabe here for a second, it's gonna well, be Kenny Omega and these and the guys Young
1: Bucks. have a you know idea of like hey you think we're gonna do this right
0: they have and that mentality surprised.
1: so and don't get well, me wrong they have approached the storyline the way we have never approached a storyline uh, in my memory right like with it's this fantastic. like slow burn of like a guy's mental health aspect of it um yeah, yeah. hey shout out to the The chat again. Theo chimed in uh, with his thoughts on what heavy smells like. He says, "Smells like pine tar." So I don't know if that's good or bad. That's a good thing, right? People love the smell of pine tar. Yeah, hey, love the smell of pine tar. George Brett, Kansas City. We got pine tar. Yeah, we we love that pine tar over here in Kansas City with George Brett. Bring that up with him. See if he fucking slaps you and chokes you. Anyway. We'll see.
0: So, yeah, uh, we get a pull apart, and that's where that story ends for the night. Again, Buckshot Lariat from Hangman on Carl Anderson, which made me smile because fuck Carl Anderson.
1: Buckshot Lariat. That thing looks so cool when they do it right.
0: It's the best. It's a lot of setup,
1: and that's where you can lose some of the believability, but hitting the move, he does so well fucking
0: well. It's great. So now backstage, uh, we get Brian Cage. And they talk about earlier in the day, Team Taz are celebrating Ricky Starks' victory. They say next week, Ricky Starks is going to celebrate that he is now the FTW champion. Brian Cage says, I love celebrations. Might see you there. So it looks like we're going to get something there.
1: And let me point something out. This is what AEW does better tenfold than WWE in 2021 and for seemingly the last 20 years in WWE. We had that big fucking swerve last week. We got a hey, it happened, and fuck you. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing else this week. We've got to tune in next week. WWE would have put a match, and then mm-hmm. we would have got a match next week, and then we would have got a match the week after that, and we would got a match the fucking week after that. With we no story we would have already seen Kenny Omega and Hangman wrestle fourteen fucking times already. Yeah, with no story tag matches in right, yeah, in tag matches and three on ones and fucking just straight up matches and then yeah. a gimmick match and then the blow-off would have been a fucking TLC match. Yeah. They don't slow roll anything anymore and this is great. Like, this is great. Like, we were like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen with Brian Cage and Team Taz and the new FTW champion? Well, we don't know what's going to happen. All we right. know is, man, what are you going to do about it, bitch? And that's great. I love and we that. we got something to look this. forward to next week. Yes. So after Oh, that, pause. Get- I want to talk about Will fucking Hobbs. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, right? Yeah. Okay. This dude is getting infinitely better every time i see him if you've watched him on dark and elevation like when he's in the Love ring like he's hitting it like he's getting way better like his swagger is there and it's exactly the swagger this kind of guy needs where he's just like bitch try like they come and he's just fucking throwing him around the ring and he's like yeah what the fuck are you gonna you know what i mean like he's loving it Oh, um, this guy could be a star, I think. He's the future. Again, yeah.
0: I still think, I like that the swerve, right? We got Ricky Starks as the FTW champion, but still, optics and just, if we're in kayfabe land, it still doesn't make sense why Ricky Starks and Taz would even be friends, because Ricky Starks is wanting to get manicures. Taz is wanting to do blow behind the, so, the, the bar. You know if, what I mean? If like, you want to hashtag
1: hire Tim, all you got to do to sort shore that up is Taz, while I am, a tough beast and I will rip your fucking limbs from your body if you test me, pal. Uh, or I'll just get my fucking son to do it. I also am a businessman and I know money when I see it. And I get to the top so I'm a promoter. You know but, what I mean? Like, But you know, then like, that right.
0: kind of feels... Y- yes, I like that. And that would make sense. However, and it, it's not as good as Team Taz, I will be honest, but isn't Matt Hardy kind of doing that?
1: Yeah, well, I would not have had Matt Hardy do it.
0: <laughs> well, so, anyhow.
1: If you want to but, hashtag hire too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So let's get back into the ring here. Uh We get Darby Allen taking on, which I found out because again, I don't know independent pro wrestling, but you know who does our beer sponsor of the week. Justin Summers. Willard Utah is the IWTV, the internet wrestling or excuse me, the independent wrestling uh, champion. Did you know that he's the independent wrestling champion? Pretty cool. So I've heard this
1: guy's going to be good. And here's what I will say Again, he kind of wrestles the style we don't like Mm -hmm. but it's a little different i like it Mm -hmm. a little more it Mm -hmm. is more technical map based right so does it is a lot more around the ring i'm over here i'm over here it's a lot more choreographed which you can tell but it is a little more it's it's less like hold my hand while i go up here and do a whirly bird and arm drag you it's like it's you thought you threw me out of the ropes i snuck back in real quick and as soon as you bounce off the ropes, I'm rolling you up into a fucking, you know what I mean, an arm bar yeah. or something, right? So that's cool. You know, I'll give him yeah. that. It's a little different. And it's,
0: and it's a little bit more of the guy just stays still. Like, why would you stay there? It's like, well, because he's got to go here to here and here. And here. Yeah. But, again, it's not the jumping and right. I just stand and look at him. Anyhow, we get Darby Allen with Sting taking on Will or Utah with Orange Cassidy. Yes, Moment of the night. Let's talk about it. Sting yeah. and Orange Cassidy have a... A, a beat down brawl the likes we've never seen before it was incredible they had to i i, I thought security was going to come in at any moment here what did you think of the stare down beat down between sting and orange cassidy
1: this was fun and then it became clear why this match was booked i was like this match is weird like i don't understand why it's here and then the spot came and i was like this is why they set the whole match up um very fun perfect. spot very i loved fun it spot.
0: yeah Credit to sting too. This is where you got to give sting his props. If we're breaking kayfabe for a quick second is legends of a certain elk, elk, uh, Goldberg. I'm talking to you where I can't do that, brother. It's uh, my gimmick. I can't do that. I can't, can't look lesser than we're sting. Who's done it all. Yeah. Done it all. Beat Ric Flair, beat Hulk Hogan. He's went to WWE. He's been in WrestleMania. He's been in Starcade. I mean, he's done it all. He says, hey, I know that this guy's pretty over. I can do his thing, and I think it'll be relevant. And that's exactly what he did. So credit yeah. a legend
1: to do that. I will say this. We've talked a lot uh, in this eight-year anniversary show of ours. I, My thoughts on Sting differ from your thoughts on Sting, Sting as a general totality. I will say this. Over the last eight years of the show, uh, I, I – I like Sting a whole lot more than I did to start because of things like this, right. As he's taken on that veteran role and the, the, you know, the, we'll call it the old, what used to be called the Chris Jericho contract, right. Where he could Mm -hmm. kind of come in for a few spots, leave and, you know, come back for a few months and leave. Well, you're right. Every time it is always with this. He is a star and he's getting all this shine and all this spotlight. And it is about sting, but that never comes across from him. He is always like fucking putting over the people like, having humility about him and stuff. And now Sting is, a, you know, a man of, you know, he lives by certain values and faiths and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm sure some of that comes into play for him. Um, and but I mean like he he is he is that. He is the professional that is like, I want to help get these guys over. And it shows it really does show. Yeah.
0: And he's adapting his character to the current circumstances. For example, if you go back to his first match, that cinematic match where he went into Darby Allen's world and they had that factory match against Team Taz, it wasn't just Sting with crows and he does the Scorpion death drop and I hit a couple people with the bat, let's get out of here. It was more a Darby Allen match that had Sting unlike a sting match that just had all these other guys. And by the way, I'm going to squash all of them and I'm going to look the coolest. So anyhow, uh, Darby Allen gets the victory post-match. We do get a real beat down. We get the blade coming out of nowhere with Nux and just takes out orange Cassidy. Yeah. Just Gives them a, How's your father. See you next Tuesday. Fuck out of here. And then we'll get that match here in a little bit. But what did you think of the Blade coming out before their match to get a good old vibe across your lips?
1: So where I think we're going from this is I I thought is the Butcher hurt? Is he not around? I think so. I think so. Because I thought that's the easy answer. We're going to get the Butcher and Blade versus Wheeler, Utah and and um, and Orange Cassidy. Right another chance to highlight wheeler yuda we get orange cassidy again we get the pockets mm-hmm. and you know what i mean butcher the blade yeah you get the pockets right <laughs> uh so uh but maybe we're just gonna get orange cassidy versus the blade or something at, at you know fight for the fallen or something i don't you know i mean I, like they've been playing this little offshoot you know back and forth with this hardy family office i guess anybody could fill in it could be the blade and anybody versus those mm-hmm. two guys too i think i mean that's Cool. I think this was the
0: blow off. Yeah, yeah, again, we'll we'll get to it in just a second. I but think it was uh, huge.
1: Like it didn't like I was like, oh, man, I can't wait for this. I was like,
0: oh, what a dick. Yeah, uh, but we'll get to it in just a second. So after the commercial break, we get an AW Women's World Championship match. Credit to AW for listening to the podcast. They didn't put this before the main event. They put it at the top of the hour and I loved it. And it was Britt Baker. D- Dr. Britt Baker.
1: D- DMD. M-D.
0: Taking on the negative beast, Nyla Rose with Vicky Girl. What did you think of this match? I thought this was pretty
1: fun. Match was good. They, you know, they go hard. I think every time we see these like big spots from the DMD, she she kills it. You know, Britt Bigger's is, is a professional at this, and she wants to give that big match. So I thought they went good here. Um, I like the, I like the angle they took with the Eddie Guerrero spot. She didn't like steal the Guerrero thing to fuck with Guerrero. She tried to, and it almost backfired on her. But didn't even like you know stop the match or anything. It was like, all right, all right, fuck, sorry, all right, all right, oops. Well, I- you know what <laughs> I mean. Like I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the match again. I I will never thoroughly criticize a match because I've never done one. I really don't know how difficult it is. I have friends who are pro wrestlers. It seems pretty hard. So I'm not gonna be like, oh. Duh, 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 duh. However. Hard. It was a little clunky towards the start of the match. Yes, it was a little clunky, absolutely. but Their I like that. Sometimes, awesome, yeah. But sometimes, fuck it, right? It's a In fight. a real
1: fight, That's that happened. Yeah. I have been in fights where we try to swing and we miss a couple times and we fall yeah. over on something Then we get up and we're again. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's real. Yeah.
0: So, it was a little clunky, but again, I liked it. It wasn't, wasn't the worst thing in the world. But to your point, that uh, Eddie Guerrero spot, I thought was perfect because- Nyla Rose being cornered by Vicky Guerrero would totally understand what the fuck was happening to her, right? Like that's what I liked about it—is it made sense from a storyline perspective that Britt Baker would try to do the Eddie thing to her, and she's like, "No, I got Eddie's Um, wife. She knows what to do in this situation." I love that
1: it was a twist. It was like, okay, we're seeing people like we've seen this. We've seen people do the Eddie Guerrero shtick as an homage, and it was like. Oh, cool! Because Vicky Zara get it. I wasn't hating it, but I was like, yeah, like we, you know what I mean? Like everybody's done that. I was like, all right, all right, okay. But the idea that like it didn't work, and now the refs turned him back. She just threw it back. She's like, no, please don't. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I like that. Like you did something different than nobody else was doing. And I like
0: that. Yeah, I, I was gonna be honestly upset that it would look, it would make Niall Rose look so stupid that his wife Vicky Ruro, did not teach her how to get around this spot. So I like that. That was really good. But as we get to the finish, a really cool finish with uh kind of a, a flow through into the uh lockjaw that we got here, and we get a still hashtag and still AEW women's world champion, Dr. Britt Baker DMD, as your winner. Uh, what did you think? Did you did you like the move? Did you think uh Britt Baker should still be the champ? And what do you see next for? Her?
1: Yes, Britt Baker should still be the champ. I didn't think they we were gonna get I never once thought. It was happening that Nyla Rose was going to take this thing. Uh, Britt Baker is the champ. I, yeah, I don't know where they go. I don't know who the next – I mean, they'll throw somebody in. But well, I think she's going to have a good run for a while. So I don't think whoever the next person is. is.
0: You know. I agree. Now, uh, if you pay attention to AEW's uh, Twitter page, they go announced ahead. something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Birthday girl, yep. as of July 22nd. Birthday girl, Thunder Rosa officially became All Elite. That makes me excited.
1: Yeah. I think that's great. where we're going. She's great and we're gonna do that. Yes. Hey, shut out the chat again. If you're not, if you're just listening to the podcast, you didn't join us live. Shame on you if I can steal a uh, Dak Draper term. Shame on you. Uh you could join the chat. You could talk to us just like Big Josh did. And he said, Did we get an MJF coin update? And we didn't. I forgot I ran out of time, but I told him, hold on a second, man. I'll do one here live. And just a fuck it, we'll do it live. All right, well, let's, give me here, the fucking life. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Well, here, hold give, hold fuck on, it, let's
0: we'll do it live. Hold on, all right. Well, let's do it after the AW recap. Oh, okay. We'll all use right. that as our transition, so I'll give you some time to look it up. So, let's get into it here. Uh, Britt Baker become or is still your uh, women's world champion, but then afterwards, uh. this is where I think edition of Rampage is going to help out a lot of people. Because after Britt Baker beats Nyla Rose to retain her championship, we get a press conference that took part or took place earlier in the day between FTR and Santana and Ortiz. Now, they're saying a lot of the same things where we're from different side of the tracks, but we're kind of the same people. And then Santana's like, yeah, anything like me. I got real stories and real shit. And then FTR says, like, hey, there's three things I care about.
1: It's beating your
0: ass, God and wrestling
1: or something like that. I'm going to call something out. Okay, go ahead. It's the same thing you've been saying. We don't need any more wrestlers in AEW. We don't need anybody else sign in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. We need it behind the camera. Yep. Because whoever edited this and made the decisions on where to cut and what to cut and what they were talking about, something went wrong here. Well, so this is where I was going to
0: say, this is where the addition of rampage will help out a storyline like this. Cause then you could do a press conference without as many bad edits. Let's be completely transparent without as many bad edits. And it has a little bit of breath to it because I thought this was great, but it was condensed to like 45 seconds. So yeah. I'm excited for in the future, a year from now, you know, 16 months from now where, These segments don't have to just be jam-packed onto Dynamite. It can live on Rampage. Or if you, again, want to elevate Elevation, it can live on Elevation. So I thought it was good. Again, we're going to get that match, I believe, next week. Um, But it felt a little rushed. And so it was good. But eh. anyhow, so let's keep going. After the commercial break, we see Tony Schiavone again. This time, though, in the ring. He is introducing Andrade El Idolo. Now, Andrade says, got a surprise for you. Got new representation. Vicky, lover, kicking her to the curb. We're getting Chabo. Well, who's you the think? other guy? I, I think that's just an assistant. I even asked that on our Twitter page. I was like, have we ever explained who the white guy is? I think that's just an assistant. But he's been there the entire time. After week one, he's been there the entire time. He's uh, just never talked. So what,
1: like, you're just trading guerreros <laughs> no, so That's wrong. what I thought. you right. wrong. No, I, I mean, like
0: Chavo, but, like, you know. And, and the Popple's big because it's Texas, and Guerreros are big everywhere, but they're especially popular in the great state of Texas, which feels like a cult. Side story there. Uh, but, yeah, if it, it's a major surprise, and it's Chavo. Cool, but I don't know if that was the big thing there. Where we got the fun stuff, though, is Death Triangle comes out and was like, hey, heard you call our name. Uh, What the fuck you want, pal? And Andrade gets right to the point. He says, hey, the two luchadors, what are you doing with the gringo? Why don't you come work for me? Right, yeah. And this is what I like the most about the segment. Is Chavo does a little bit of the translation for Pac. It makes sense from a storyline perspective. He's like, Hey, Pac, you can only speak one language, so I'll translate for you and says what they have been saying back and forth to each other. But what I liked is it wasn't, it was authentic to who all the people were in this storyline. They, they spoke Spanish because that's what they fucking do. And it made sense. Now the story though. What do you think we're getting from here? Because it seems like Death Triangle is staying united. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon uh, were like, hey, we're the king of the luchadors, not you. Andrade's like, you're fucking dumb. I'm going to kick your ass, I guess. And then Pac was like, don't try to fuck this up. We're a triangle. So, fuck you.
1: I mean, I I could only think we get, like, Pac versus Andrade. And then it lends to the idea that, like, are they going to turn on Pac and join him? Like, but... do you think that's where they go just swap it out like that feels weird so i don't yeah i don't know i mean like look don't get me wrong pack versus andrade is probably going to be cool but like i don't
0: well Mm -hmm. you know how AEW is just signing every fucking person by the way uh check out past blue ribbons uh twitter account they said they also signed with AEW, which i thought was fun i love that that was great why not you know, we've got a couple of luchadors from WWE that were released, right? We got uh, two of the members from Lucha House Party that are gone from WWE. What if they show up in AEW and then we get a six-man tag of Andrade, uh, the other two guys, and then Death Triangle?
1: Dude, AEW needs another show at this point. I don't know.
0: Well, they do. They're getting one. Remember, Rampage is coming up. Uh, I mean, they are. Now it's like one show. one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. This is again where a segment like this would be great on Elevation right? Like elevation is where you can do these things. Have dark be where, you know, Ryan Mantel, friend of the show, shout out to him. Great to see him on a W programming, but he can stay on dark, but then you can bring on segment here to elevation or again in the future to rampage. But let's get back to uh, AEW's D- dynamite spider fest night two from last night. Uh, then we had Christian backstage and he's like, Hey, let's end this shit between you and, or between me and Matt Hardy, right? So next week it's going to be Christian and Jurassic express versus the Hardy family office. Hopefully we, uh, do a little, this of that storyline. Cause again, little tired of the Hardy family office. And also I'm ready for whatever's next with Christian and Jurassic express. What do you think happens though? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm tired of the Hardy family office. I really am. Um, yeah, I. Th- you may be right. We may be getting something with this Christian and the Luchasaurus. Because now it's like, it's Christian, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. And so Marco Sun's like, fuck me, right? Like, I wasn't part of this trio. Like, well, what? he got beat up,
0: right? So they yeah, showed that, footage that, from right. earlier that he got beat up by the Hardy family office. That's what brought out uh, Jurassic Express and Christian. So I get it. But yeah. The odd man out almost feels like Marco Stunt. Maybe he inserts himself here and says, hey, fuck out of here. This is our party, not yours, Christian. Get out. But we'll see. I just think we're going to do something with Christian and uh, Jungle Boy because they've been bumping into each other for so long that it feels like it would be weird if they just said, shake hands and I'll go this way and you go that way. It feels like we won't do that. But again, I could be wrong. All right, Could so now wrong. let's get, uh, after the commercial break, Marvez is backstage with The Factory. Cutie, which again,
1: god dang it, all oh, right eight fuck, year anniversary. Uh, I promised him. God damn it. I'm sorry, Cutie. Almost Fucking, it. you know. God damn fuck. it. Q-Tip uh, Marsupial is my Kayfabre. favorite wrestler.
0: I'm, okay, Hold on, all right. Tim. Let's just break Kayfabe right. for a second. Let's be real. We we're going to have you on, Cutie, but we had a scheduling conflict because... You gotta celebrate with bronze, and we couldn't get you on. My apologies, but goddamn, look how good I look!
1: Yeah, goddamn, God ah.
0: huh? Huh? Yeah. Right guy? Fucking get a blinking off the penny and put me on, cause I right, look guy? fucking great. Right guy? <laughs> but anyhow, the factory says, "Hey, uh, yeah, we poured fucking protein drink on Tony Schiavone's head last week, but we'll apologize. But we're we're gonna do it next week. So next week we'll issue an apology." So we'll see the factory and Tony Schiavone. What do you think happens here?
1: More factory being factory, I guess. They but who lose,
0: saves who saves Tony Schiavone in this circumstance? Because we already had Cody, right? So like, Cody can't do it again. So who comes out and says, like, factory, get out of here?
1: I, Is it Jurassic Express? Maybe it's uh, yeah. Somebody's gonna do something. I I just don't. Yeah, we'd have to like look through the roster of who's got who's got a stall right now and who would be who needs to be a white meat baby face right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, you know who could do it?
1: Because Gage. Right. Well, no, because <laughs> it's kind of not doing
0: anything. Right. Because Death Triangle looks like they're reunited, and we got John Moxley and New Japan storylines. You know who could defend. Tony Schiavone, Eddie fucking Kingston.
1: They need, man, Eddie Kingston should be there, fucking Stone Cold right now, if you ask me.
0: Well, he kind of is, right? So but like, I mean, they watched... need to
1: push it like that. Like he's the yeah. fucking guy, man. Well, yeah. Hangman's the guy right now. I give him that.
0: Yeah, but I could see, I could see Eddie Kingston coming to Ch- Tony Schiavone's aid. Uh, w- real quick, uh, note that I forgot to mention during uh, the Britt Baker uh, Nyla Rose match. I love. How Tony Schiavone throughout all matches, unless it involves Don Callis, is very neutral, right? He's just like, oh, that's not good for the baby face, but we'll see if he can come back. But when Britt Baker wrestles, he's like, get out of the way. What the hell?
1: Come on. Like, so, And again, they are professionals enough, though, to know that and to do that. Like, that's on purpose. But I love this idea that, like, Tony really. And, and, but they haven't really explained it. They're best friends. It's just weird. It, it, They're yeah. best friends. It's like when Mick Foley was like, I'm Alina's friend. And we're like, why? <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? or whatever. Yeah, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, it's fun. it's fun. I
0: like that. I do like that. Okay, so now after we get the, the factory saying that they're going to apologize to Tony Schiavone next week, we get back into the ring. We get that Orange Cassidy versus Blade match. And this is what I liked. I will say this. Earlier in the night, as we mentioned, the Blade comes out, knocks out Orange Cassidy with brass knucks. So then when he walks out for this match, he's like, hey. Fuck Orange Cassidy. He's knocked out. He's not going to fucking come through. And that's where the intrigue is, right? So you you plant the seeds a little bit earlier in the show to where now I'm interested to see, like, well, what are they going to do? Right. Orange Cassidy's music hit. He didn't walk out. What's going to happen? A.W. is the place where fucking anything can happen, it feels like. Yeah. Now, nothing crazy happened. Orange Cassidy just came from the crowd and gave him the old uh, Superman punch to his jaw. But. At least it got me interested to start off the match. I will yeah. say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, look, uh, Orange Cassidy is it the the idea is fun. I do worry that like they're they're hitting the it's it's starting to get Hogan must pose to some extent. Like Time. we got to get all the spots. So I would like I would hope they find some new angle and some fun thing to do. we've seen this Orange Cassidy gimmick now for a while. I mean, it's been rolling around mm-hmm. the indies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's here. Like at some point, I, yeah. You know, at some point, it's like, yeah, I get it, but I I think in the future, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: I think in the future, if you have an episode where, you know, Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston have their stare down sting version style of a of a fight right and we do that and that's your only moment of orange Cassidy then that's when we're using orange Cassidy the best unless we have a storyline form this was like you said a little bit more overexposure but again it's orange Cassidy right it's orange
1: Orange Cassidy the crowd loves right yeah
0: yeah, right now he's still hitting home runs so we're good but again it's getting to the point where like hey like the inner circle make me miss you a little bit. So. Orange Cassidy gets the victory. And then after he gets the victory, he says, I'm taking these brass nooks and I'm getting sweet revenge. I'm hitting you again. So I think that's the blow off. I think that's where Orange Cassidy is going to do something. Butcher the Blade, they're going to do something. We'll see what happens. Uh, But there it is. Uh, Now, as you mentioned, the Hogan most pose kind of gimmick in AEW, I don't think is being filled by Orange Cassidy. I think it's being filled by Chris Jericho because backstage we get Chris Jericho being interviewed by Alex Marvez and Chris Jericho says, if I've got to face the most demented, violent version of a wrestler and Nick gauge, then the most demented, violent version of Jericho needs to be here. It's the pain maker. And look, I know in New Japan, he did some fun stuff and credit Excalibur for trying to put that over where he said in New Japan, he was the pain maker and he beat Okada, Evil and a couple other people. I get it, right? But in AEW, I thought the most violent and demented version of Chris Jericho is when he beat up the Young Buck's dad just because he fucking wanted to. Like, that's the version of Chris Jericho I want to see, not... Uh, I wear fun goth yeah. paint.
1: Well, I'm getting used to the idea that AW is gonna operate under the idea that like a world of prof- professional wrestling existed before we started around us and will continue you know around us now. And if you don't understand it, it's not necessarily always our job to educate you. The stuff exists on YouTube and Google. And uh, right. you know to some extent, sure. We do hate how WWE will be like, here's how you download an app. So, I, okay, some inferred understanding that, like, you can educate yourself on what the fuck he's talking about if you had to. And it might bring you down an avenue. So, again, I, I never caught any of the pain maker. Jericho I saw stuff. a little bit of it, yeah. So, fine. You know what I mean? I'll see how, you know, he's going to go full bore into it. I'll get my exposure to it. From the looks of it, from what I did see from the outside, it's probably not my favorite Jericho. So, um, you know, I'm more interested in Nick fucking Gage in this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Nick Gage is going to, like, we're going to get half of Jericho moving forward. Like, he's not going to be the same Jericho anymore.
0: I just think we didn't need two segments of Jericho, right? We had him kick off the show, and then we had him say, I'm going to be the pain maker. We could have easily done this next week with right before the match, right. Marvis says, you're walking out to face the most violent pro wrestler in all of pro wrestling, Nick Gage. How do you combat that? And then he goes, I'm the pain maker. And right. then he walks out the like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, oh, right. Fuck. Then there you go. I just didn't think we needed, I don't think we needed two segments of Orange Cassidy. And I didn't think we need two segments of Chris Jericho. Again, nothing horrible with it.
1: Well, here's the thing. Let's not make that a habit. Here's what I know. Now, I understand not everybody thinks things through deeply. Not everybody has an internal monologue and things like that, right? right? Here's what I'm telling myself Jericho, you bring both jackets. You brought some makeup with you. Were you like playing? Are you always ready to go as the pain maker if need be? That's again where it would make sense
0: next week, where he would have time to prepare and say, like, I have now yep. thought about what I need to do right. to get through this match right. and I need to be thinking. Cuz I'm like maker.
1: that's a jacket that like it needs its own case. You right. don't stuff that in the suitcase with other things. You bring that in its own suitcase cuz look at the fucking spikes. It's it's look here, I'll put it up. It's behind you right now, Tom. And ah! it's fucking like, you know what I mean? Like it's fucking you don't put that in a suitcase by itself. So like I know you brought that for a specific reason.
0: By the way, checking out the uh, the uh, live stream here. Mm-hmm. It looks so fucking good. God, is that what it bless is? You
1: look so good.
0: I am the best-looking penny you have ever yeah. seen in your life. Do you have hey. abs
1: like the situation? It's
0: a, yeah, of course. Look He's at me in this cutoff. Like this. You yeah. don't wear a cutoff good, no, though, baby. Yeah, you don't, don't wear tattoo? a cutoff with no muscles, huh?
1: What's the tattoo? It got my
0: name. I don't know that I've ever you seen got it. Got a cross.
1: Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen your shoulders, but I've seen your ass. Not the only one. Hey, let's get into the main event. I think I saw saw your ass before I saw your shoulders in our eight years of doing this show. (laughs) How about that? The title of the show. I saw your ass before (laughs) I saw your shoulders.
0: (laughs) So let's get into the main event in Texas. It's a Texas death match for the IWGP United States Championship champion john moxley taking on challenger lance archer and by god we got all the fun shit in here didn't we oh we had a fan get fucking see (laughs) it we got we got a kendo stick we got barbed wire we got tables this was just a clusterfuck of fun Tim, what did you think of this main event? Oh,
1: I mean, how could it be anything other than what you described, right? I, I think we knew these guys were not going to shy away from what a death match is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Come on. If they gave them any sort of limitations because it's American TV, they took every ounce of leeway they had within those limitations.
0: There was a fork involved, which, by the way, again, AEW, love you. You uh, you might be on the greatest three-year ride i've ever witnessed in any promotional history right and then any promotions history it's it's amazing however i mentioned this is now i believe four weeks in a row since the pandemic that you got wrestlers out in the fans when we don't know who's vaccinated and who's not right so that's one yeah again kind of cut the shit there but two maybe let's not share a fork where it's being jabbed into each other's head. If you're going to do the fork spot, let's get two forks, right? Let's, let's keep it at yeah. least
1: Please. You know, sanitary.
0: Yeah. Cause again, blood is real. And if you start mixing it and then you start putting it back in other people's heads and shit, things can happen. I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying we don't need to take the risk, but I like this for two reasons. one, I felt like John Moxley got all of his use out of being in New Japan's promotion, right? He went over there, he wrestled Kenta, uh, he did his fun stuff uh, with some other guys like uh, Suzuki and things like that. But by that time, or by now, eh, it's enough, right? He's an AEW wrestler, so we need to get him a little bit focused on AEW. I also like, though, that Lance Archer gets a, a clean victory. Again, he puts him through a table with barbed wire and John Moxley can't get out of the barbed wire, but still he won fair and square, but this is also a shot in the arm for Lance Archer because the last thing that he did was lose to Miro in a TNT championship match. So at least this is some fun shit that he can do. And then he can also go over to Japan and he can be the big monster, uh, that he used to be in new Japan. And also, we don't have to feature him each and every week, and he can still get his work in with taking on guys like Evil or Abushi or whoever it is with the IWGP uh, United States Championship. So I thought this was a great move all around, and I liked that Lance Archer got the victory. Looks like next week we're already going to get his first title defense where he's going to take on the son of Haku, and I'm going to butcher this name. No, I'm not going to nail it. Hikaloo, nailed it. It's gonna be Hikaloo versus Lance Archer. My favorite moment of this was uh, Jr. getting an erection when he realized how tall Hikaloo was. Did you hear that in his voice? He was yeah. like, Oh my god, he's he's six eight.
1: Yeah. Um, I like this. I was uh, honestly swerved too because earlier in the show they said like john is going for this record reign and i was like oh well is gonna win you know because right, yeah. i didn't realize that before but because i think last week i was like yeah hey, yeah archer's gonna win so i heard that and i was like oh well then moxie's winning they're gonna give him the reign before he fucking goes nope sorry sorry about your damn luck if i could quote uh, whatever the fuck is that guy's name was beer money um yeah so you know uh, that was neat. I like that. And uh, and again, you're right. Archer is the way to go. If you're going to take it off somebody that's believable and doesn't make Moxley look bad, you know, I like it.
0: Yeah. And also, again, it gives a big monster some things to do outside of your promotion while still being an AW guy, yeah, right? Because. Right. There's only so many times that he can beat up Dan Lambert like he did a couple weeks ago in Miami where you're like, okay, what the fuck is he? The new Braun Strowman? Well, kind of, but also here we go. We're going to send him over to Japan. He's going to beat up Kenta again or whatever it is. So I like it all around. Great idea. Next week we get some more new Japan uh, action with Lance Archer defending his title and John Moxley loses and he loses because, Hey, you can't win them all. And it's good to see you lose every so often, yeah, right? Because right. you can't be this, indivis- you know, invisible or indivisible. Uh, you can't be this indestructible John Cena-like character in AEW. So I liked it. It was fun. It was good. Uh, and that was AEW Dynamite Biterfest Night 2. So you kind of tipped your hand of the two nights. You preferred night
1: one. I did prefer night one. I think I'll, I'll be at night two again. I still think I, think I gave it an A show. I don't think it was bad. You know, I just, I, you know, how you come off of last week. you right.
0: Yeah. I thought, I thought Britt Baker was great. You got to get her over. That's your star. Uh, I believe again, from retweets and likes on Twitter, I saw that um, she was the highest rated segment of the night. So shows that she is a star credit to her i love the sting and orange cassidy moment that was so much fun sting doing the the beating on the chest i thought yep. it was so much fun obviously nick fucking gage was incredible mjf on commentary was great andrade and the death triangle even though it was a little bit you know not a lot but it had that vibe and it had that feel of like, oh, something real is going to happen here. So thought it was an A-plus show. Loved it. Uh, one of my favorite nights of Dynamite, back-to-back, night one and night two. And next, we get, next week we get Fight for the Fallen. So I tell you what, let's ride this high for as long as we can. I absolutely love it. And that is AEW.
1: Well, then let's touch on something that Big Josh uh, asked us for in the chat, right? Uh, by the way, chat, join the chat if you're watching the live stream. Uh, on the youtube thursday 7 30 uh speaking of big josh says that death match ranks second on my match of the week this week hmm. what was first what was uh, first yeah exactly hmm. interesting but big josh did ask for an mjf coin update and tom because i'm good i was able to pull it off on the side while you were talking on the side because that's how we do things uh when you're a radio and and podcasting veterans like ourselves and mm-hmm, tom it's not good news we oh
0: but it is come on we at
1: a dollar 58 for an mjf coin is down 70 percent from last week and still down 82 percent overall so i think all you could afford was the spray tan
0: i put this on credit because you told me last week we were going up
1: not Yeah, we were going up but then this again here let me put it back up you can yeah there it is again not looking good all downsies all this spray tan good. is
0: starting to uh this bronze tan is starting to itch all not good
1: from there but hey you know you know let me uh let me pull something else up here we had uh an event Called Money in the Bank this week. And we're going to talk about that, and it's fallout throughout the rest of the week from the WWE side Ugh. of things. Uh, the The Dolph Ziggler kickoff show began with a tag team match, and because it was on the Dolph Ziggler kickoff show, I didn't think we were going to get the tag team title switch, but we did. Usos are your SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Tom. Um, I, you know, I'm a fan of the Usos, and anytime they get the titles, I'm fine with it, I guess. So I guess that's where we're at now, yeah? What do you think?
0: Yeah, because again, one thing you can always count on in pro wrestling is that if there's a group faction that's going to be the most powerful faction in all of pro wrestling, they need all the belts. So Roman Reigns is your champion. Then you got to have Usos as your tag champions. It makes sense. I'm fine with it. I don't think that Ray and Dominic, after they became the first father-son tag team, were really going to do much after that. So, yeah, fine with it. Good, yeah, Good yeah. job.
1: Good good move in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Um so then we had bah, 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 bah. oh, okay. So and the fallout of that too, we'll, we'll hit SmackDown. You know, um I like how Roman kind of flipped him on and he was like, you know, he's like, Yeah, I'm proud of you guys. You know this. So like I give you what you want.
0: Now give me what I want.
1: And you you sense it in usos where they're kinda of like, We're in a bad situation, but like, yeah, <sighs> right, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of realizing it and they get it, but like they also have that like it's it's weird. It's like a dynamic kind of where it's still like but it's family, right? Like we're doing the right thing, right? Like yeah, this is what we're supposed to do. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Almost like Stockholm syndrome. Almost. Good, good. Look at you, Tom. Looking like a fucking smart guy over here. Yeah. yeah get right, a little okay, tan
0: right, and right, find out some right, things. Yeah.
1: Sizzled them wires back in place, resoldered them back in. All right, uh, Money in the Bank match for the ladies. What do you think of the, let's just start from there. Match happen. What's your thoughts on the match of, of the women's Money in the Bank ladder match?
0: Sure. Like I don't know. It was fine. Th- here's the thing. They've set the bar at such a not great. It's a passable good level. They have a formula of what's going to be a good gimmick match, especially in ladder matches. And they can do that and they can do it well and it's entertaining. And that's what this match was, but it wasn't anything that reinvented the wheel if that makes any sense. It was it was your standard fun spots, did some cool things, we're in and we're out. Okay. I didn't hate it, but I'm not going to go rewatch it. That's how I felt about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it, there were some weird spots where it felt like, you know, it's those that where we question, right? Like they're holding the ladder too long and it's like way too choreographed to set up. And then the ending was just too unbelievable, right? They're all on the ladder. I know what they thought they were pulling off, right? We're all going to be fighting so hard on the ladder amongst each other that nobody's able to notice Nikki coming up and getting it. But when they showed the replay, everyone did notice. Asuka was like, Hey, but wasn't like, like, Somebody should stop her. And it was like well, you could, <laughs> right? Like I just, it, it all came off weird, and so it was.
0: Yeah, it was fine, but much like my spray tan, it wasn't great.
1: Well, nah, was then good. the, the cash in came, and this is post. We get like this, like follow up to you know, spoiler alert: Charlotte's the champ. Um, I, I just fun stat I saw. Uh, and you brought this you brought another aspect of this, so I'll let you tell that portion. But since the first women's money in the bank winner, Carmella, every single women's money in the bank winner is cashed in within 24 hours. And that was 2017, so like we've had some years. And they're all cashing in. Like like we don't get that long play of like, I've got it's it is the next fucking night.
0: Or the night yeah, in the case right. of Bailey. Right. Because this is the third time now. That Charlotte has had someone cash in the money in the bank on her, yeah. And it was cool when Carmella did it. It was spectacular when Bailey did it. It was a hail mary for you like us, right? When Nikki, what what is there? It's not Nikki Cross. What are we? It's how A-S-H. Do we, Ash?
1: They're saying oh. Ash. Even they're not even saying Ash. They're saying Nikki Ash. I think they probably because they're worried about sounding like ass. Uh, um, you know,
0: no, you know why, you know why they're saying it that way. Why? Cause they want the fucking crowd to chant a S H a S H a S H. And we're not gonna, I'm like... going to Monday night raw this Monday, by the way. And I'm not gonna
1: You're going to fucking go. I thought you I'm were going to go. I didn't fucking even bother with, cause you said you don't even watch the show. I don't watch it, but it, I wanted to go. It, I haven't been to a
0: wrestling show since the pandemic. And this was the first opportunity. So, like,
1: I <sighs> never asked you. Like, I would have went, but I, didn't, I was like, oh, right, we're not going to that. I'm not going Yeah, Hey, have fun with that. Um, hmm,
0: yeah, I'm going. Up. yeah shut up, Tim. <laughs> Why are you going to make I'm me feel bad? That. I haven't been to a wrestling show in 20 months.
1: Maybe a little. Well, less here you that. go. You're going to get things like this: the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles and Almost. Almost is another one where I'm like, all right, he's starting to get like the swagger and the idea about what he's supposed to be. But
0: mm. I don't get these matches. I don't get them because they're heels, but we're made to believe that as soon as he gets the hot tag, oh, cool. And I don't know if we should be saying like, like. If you want the match to be AJ Styles wrestles, 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 and then he gets exhausted and he needs to make the hot tag. Well, then when he makes the hot tag, we should cheer because that's the hot tag. That's what you do on a hot tag. But we're making the hot tag to the heels. So like, huh? How should I feel? It's fucking weird. It is weird.
1: I don't I'm, like it.
0: Right? It's a baby. They're, they're acting as baby faces in the match. Even if you like don't know pro wrestling, right? Like I'm going to Monday Night Raw with my brother-in-law who only watches when I take him to Monday Night Raw, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to watch. Let's assume that they do a tag match. And he's going to assume that when Amos gets the tag, oh, he's the big good guy. We're, we're excited to see him. But we shouldn't be. Because they're being presented as heels. So, like, what the fuck?
1: Uh, it's bad. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And I just. They are it's really. Even- I, get, I think this goes back to this idea that they think they're going to be Marvel. And they're going to make these guys into, like, live action comic book superheroes. And they think. Because they keep calling him my personal Colossus. Colossus. My personal Colossus. thing. Well, then you should have fucking named him that.
0: Well, uh, okay, but then like do the match different to where the baby faces are like having to fight him off, and then you know what I mean? Like have them be heels if they're gonna be fucking heels, but you're wrestling them as if they're baby faces, it makes no fucking sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley, which was essentially a squash match, again, for Kofi. Well, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So, okay.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love Bobby Lashley. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. I hope to contact him Been when on he's the in. Friend Been the on show. the show. I hope when he comes into Kansas City, I'm going to text him. Hopefully, I can get lunch with him or something. I like Bobby Lashley. I even like Bobby Lashley, the character. If we're staying in kayfabe land, I like the big, powerful guy that looks like the action figure that can beat up you and take your girlfriend or your Me. wife. It, yeah, Me. I like that. I like all of it. I like that he has to look strong, and that's fine. Hmm. But if we're going to tell an interesting story, which credits WWE, it was an interesting story as far as Ooh, we could have Xavier Woods join the hurt business or, you know, we could have the new day join MVP and kick Bobby Lashley out and do that as a new hurt business or whatever it is. Right. But just to say, Nope, it's a squash and it to be Kofi who in recent memory already went through this with Brock Lesnar. It kind of feels like what the fuck? And on top of that, if you pay attention to WWE social media, because again, I don't like to pay attention to the Meltzer's and PW torches of the world. If you're just paying attention to WWE media, right? Social media. Then you see spoiler alert, Kofi Kingston happy as a kid on his birthday, that big E is your money in the bank champion. And doesn't even seem bothered that he got his fucking ass kicked. So like, Do I give a fuck about Kofi? You know what I mean? Like, right. It's just you make him look so fucking stupid. And then on top of that, Bobby Lashley looks strong, which is great. And then let's fast forward. He looks strong against a returning Keith Lee, which, huh? You're going to have a guy return just to lose in four minutes. Then do you want to do this now? Or do you want to wait till the end of the Money in the Bank recap about the old guys? Yeah, fuck
1: it. Yeah, shit
0: to then have Bobby Lashley be confronted by Goldberg, who, again, let's stay in this world. Let's not break kayfabe. Let's stay in this world. Why in the fuck do we think Goldberg is even a credible challenger to Bobby Lashley when his last match, he lost to Drew McIntyre, the match before that, he lost to Braun Strowman, and the match before that, he lost to, I believe, Brock Lesnar. So, like, fuck that guy. And yeah. why does he get a title shot? He why? just says, "I'm
1: next." Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I I heard. I uh, think Bully Ray talking. He said it would have been great if he would have said, "No, you're not." Yeah. Just you no. Earn it. earn it. Like yeah. Earn it. Right. Yeah. Go beat Kofi. If you can beat Kofi, like I
0: beat Kofi, then you get a shot. Yeah. And. Because Goldberg isn't necessarily the worst thing to have on a SummerSlam show. I think the way Goldberg is perfectly used is a few years back when he just speared the fuck out of Dolph Ziggler 17 times and just walked out. That's a great spot for Goldberg. Goldberg spearing Elias, for example, 62 times or, you know, whatever the number is. I'm making that up. And then just in and out. And then we go, oh, Goldberg's so fun, right? Cool. But when you just have him plug and play for a title contender and you have him continually lose, fuck out of here. It's, not it's, good. Stupid. it's stupid. And on top of that, as we fast forward just a little bit to the main event, you had Edge, who also fucking lost, getting a title opportunity. And then after that, we get a surprising return of John Cena, who Lost his last match to Roman Reigns, and then whatever that Firefly Funhouse was, he he died. So what in the fuck are we doing with old guys just saying I got next?
1: Uh, Tim, explain that to me. I him. don't know. I don't have the explanation. It's bothersome. I don't like it. It's three people in a row. As you've talked about. like it's it's Edge, it's Cena, it's it's Goldberg. It's eh.
0: it's insulting that this is why. When fans get disgruntled, it's not because oh Goldberg's taking someone's spot. Goldberg can take anyone's fucking spot. I don't even hate that. Just make it make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh well, good luck. I don't know. Maybe it'll make sense when you go to Monday Night Raw. Um
0: maybe I've never seen Goldberg. This will be maybe the first I time, I assume, that he's gonna be there that I'll ever see Goldberg in person and I'm gonna be so underwhelmed
1: um mm-hmm. yeah so ripley flair we talked about that. now this was a match everybody's talking about like the match they had and don't get me wrong we've talked about this matches are great they're gonna put on a great match charlotte rhea ripley but like the story wasn't there so i don't care who won so i'm less invested in the match i didn't watch this
0: i, I didn't did watch, it. watch I mean, it i not watched
1: some I, I saw that everybody loved it and then you know yeah.
0: i had to you i think you told me when it was over because yeah. i was like i'm not gonna watch this i last week said I wasn't going to watch this match. I'm a man of my word. So I watched baseball during this match. And then Tim said, hey, it's over. And so then I went back to Money in the Bank because yeah. the story was insulting. And I'm not going to reward WWE or the performers for my time if you tell me a shit story. Not
1: going to do it. Well, then there was the men's Money in the Bank match. Um, look, Big E having the money in the bank, fine. I just... it's. I don't know. I don't think his story's any better with it than it was without it, so I don't know.
0: Well, again, you can do some fun things with some seeds that you've planted. We'll see where it goes. Cause again, they made it perfectly clear he can go up against either guy, either Roman or Bobby Lashley. So if you wanted to say, Big E's piss that you beat up his best friend Kofi Kingston, cool. A friend trying to revenge for a friend. I can get behind because, again, WWE storytelling isn't that in-depth, so that's pretty good for them. Or you can go with Big E up against the bloodline, and I can get behind that. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but I feel like this. I feel like this. They tried to capitalize on the big moment for Big E when he became intercontinental champion, but no fans were there. Right. They tried to do this whole monumental biggie is your intercontinental champ. And they made all the vignettes and 24 sevens and whatever it was. And that was fine. I just think they did part two with now we have fans. Again,
1: I think this is what WWE missed. And I thought the coronavirus would let them understand this moment is that like they don't know what they think the fans are like. They think the fans are going to love this. And more often than not, they don't, but they keep, th- like, I don't know if they're delusional, if they hear a different sound than we're hearing, or if they just think, nah, they're just being tongue-in-cheek assholes. But like, if the crowd would have been there, the crowd would have had the same hands on their, we saw it online. People are like, yeah, Biggie Intercontinental First of all, the Intercontinental Championship right now doesn't mean any fucking thing. Nobody cares who the Intercontinental Championship uh, or is. There's no reason to care who the intercontinental champion is. There's no reason to care who's vying for the intercontinental championship. Like, who is it? Who gives a fuck? It's it's fucking uh, the guy they slapped the Nigerian accent on. Uh, oh, fucking, Apollo Cruz. Yeah.
0: yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: what's he doing? He wasn't even on this show. So that's what I mean. Like they thought. Like they were like. This is going to be, it's coming out by, like, people are going to be finally like, yes, Big E won the Intercontinental Championship. No, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's like, I really hope somebody wins this Intercontinental Championship tomorrow. Nobody cares. Not a fucking person cares. So, like, and or if they do, they it. just want to care, right? They right. just want to say they care. Right. They don't
0: honestly. There's yeah.
1: nothing they're doing that's making you, like, buy into, like, the IC title is this major prize that, like, means something for the person holding it.
0: Well, it doesn't because they can't even make the pay-per-view. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Uh, and we got John Cena back
0: yeah so we get Roman Reigns versus edge yeah uh, we get edge almost picking up the victory and then Seth Rollins oh, yeah, who called to next Reigns, yeah, which right. again I don't get how in WWE we just having guys say I got next and we're just all okay with it but Seth Rollins says I got next and again this makes no sense to me if you got beef with edge why would you cost him the opportunity to say he got next to then fight Roman Reigns? Don't you want to beat up the guy you want to beat up? So let him win and then go like, now me and you are going to fight. And also after I beat you up, I get my prize. So why would you cost Edge the match? And then so then they get their little, I'm punching, you, I'm punching you. And they go to the back and Roman Reigns is like, ah. And then Jan Cena comes out. And here's the thing. Just like I mentioned with AEW guys, ruining the surprise of you telling us that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signed with AEW, you ruined the surprise. Kept on telling me that at SummerSlam it's going to be Cena versus Roman Reigns. So when he came out, I went, oh, now it's happening. Okay. And he doesn't even do anything. He didn't even do anything. He just did this, which if you're Roman, why would you not hit him in the face? He took your moment. He didn't acknowledge you. If someone doesn't acknowledge you and you say, I want people to acknowledge me, why would you not hit them?
1: Yeah, why did he not give a shit? I don't understand.
0: Why did he act like he, this was not bothersome and he just walked away? He looked like a bitch. And again, he's a heel, so okay, maybe he can look like a bitch. But again, why didn't he say, like, you're not worth my time, Paul? Go talk to him. And then they do something. Paul Heyman takes an AA and then Roman's like, I'll see you Friday. Right. But then we get to Monday and John Cena opens up the show. And again, this is where WWE gets an F for their storytelling. John Cena's whole reasoning for coming back to the WWE to challenge John or to challenge Roman Reigns is that he thinks he's arrogant Which is the same fucking story that he told in 2017. And fun fact, he lost that match.
1: Clean. and, And let's talk about some other things here. Did I miss something that, like, as soon as the money in the bank ends a new season of WWE begins because we got Keith Lee back. We got fucking John Cena well, back. We got Goldberg back. We got fucking like, uh, what the fuck is going on?
0: Well, I think that was fans. I think that was, we want fans to cheer. So I don't know if it was necessarily a new season as much as it was like, we have all these things, but we don't want to do it in front of computer screens. We're going to wait to get a reaction. So Finn Balor's back and all the other people
1: are back. Yeah. Finn Balor. any fucking thing about that. Yeah. And we got, Flash forward fast forward to Ron in the biggest what the fuck moment of the week. Karrion Cross shows up. Oh. does his entrance without his full entrance without his, his wife. Are they really married? I don't know. And then loses sure. to the face Jeff Hardy who cheated to win. And
0: cheated to win in a feud that didn't need him to cheat to win. Because it's one thing if like, let's, let, let, let's, let's uh, write out this story real quick. I could understand this is if they go through. Three to four weeks, as WWE typically does, and Karrion Cross is continually cheating to win, right? So the first week is he rolls him up and he holds it tight. Then the second week is he rolls him up and his feet are on the ropes. He wins that way. So then by the time the third or the fourth week happens, it makes sense that Jeff Hardy is like, hey, you're going to get a taste of your own medicine. I'm going to cheat to win. Ha ha. Okay. But then in just a one-on-one match where these two don't know each other and storyline Jeff Hardy cheats? So then you're a fucking cheater. And then on top of that, aren't you the NXT champion? Aren't you the NXT champion?
1: Yeah, like does he get a uh does he get a title shot? Cuz I thought if you beat the champion, you get a title shot.
0: Why isn't he on NXT? Tuesday night happened and we were acting as if Karrion Cross was the scariest man on the earth. And I saw him on the night before losing two minutes to a guy who may have been high.
1: The guy's 40, right? Like he's fucking 40 something too. Like yeah. how am I supposed to? Yeah, I don't know. Um,
0: and don't and know. You know, on top of that, it's not as if Karrion Cross is the chicken shit heel who makes his grand uh, entrance and is like, I can do whatever I want. Like a Miz kind of thing. Cause it would make sense that Miz would lose in two minutes to whoever, right? Cause he's kind of the chicken shit. He always runs away when people puff out their chest, carrying cross beat Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole in one match, but then he loses to 40 year old loser. Cause he's losing on main event. Jeff Hardy. Huh? Huh?
1: What? Beats me. I I tried to think about it all, all damn. Yeah. I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Let's,
0: let's transition to a story that I think is getting a little bit better real quick credit to WWE for at least for one week, not making Drew McIntyre, uh, Celtic storyteller of the week and just making him like, if you're going to fuck with me and the money in the bank match, then I'm going to end you guys. And if you want to see it? I'm took, I'm taking 20 chair shots on this poor bastard's back. So at least he's not doing well. The Scottish ancestors would say that I need to do six dances during the rain and that will get my revenge. Like at least he looks fucking credible and cool again. Right? Like I will say that that was a, minor highlight in this otherwise ordinary episode of monday night raw all
1: right uh tom unless you have any other wwe topics nope before we get to tweet the tables which is a fun interactive game that you at home can play along and we've got a whole bunch of them later uh you join twitter you, you log on you use hashtag tweet the table while you're watching wrestling and we'll read them right here on the show we're at table show by the way before we get to that this is our eight-year anniversary show. If memory serves me I'm correct, our, if memory serves me correct, it was July 23rd. So you know we're recording it a day ahead of you know when this will most people will probably be hearing this, 2013. Wow! Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's discuss. Tom, I'm gonna have some trivia for you here. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna ask you at the time we were probably commenting on WWE and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. I'm gonna run through some champs on July Ooh. 23rd, 2013. And see if you can come up with it, right? I just okay. got this uh, information off of WrestlingData.com. So if I'm wrong, fact check me, bro. fuck you going to do about it? All right. Okay. Let's start with uh, WWE Tag Team Titles. They call it the Raw Tag Team Titles because at the time I think t- there was only one Tag Titles. They were on Raw. Mm-hmm. But who were the WWE Tag Champions at on July 23rd, 2013? New Day. No, I'm going to give you a second guess. You're kind of close. Usos. Nope. It was the shield. However, Ah. it was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Oh, because Dean Ambrose was the United States champion. He was the United States champion. Good (laughs) job. And he never defended it. Remember? He defended it like twice. Good job. It took one of them out. All right, let's jump (laughs) over then to the TNA. Who are the TNA tag team champions?
0: Oh, fucking Christ. Motor one City of them, Machine Guns. One of
1: them was on Raw this week.
0: Bobby Lashley and MVP.
1: It was Gunstorm, Gunner, and James Storm. Gunner, of course, being Jackson Riker. now.
0: Oh, by the way, let's quickly talk about oh, Raw real quick. Oh, fuck. The fucking non-reaction for either of those guys.
1: Yep. Wow. Because they're the – look, yeah, whatever.
0: That, that thing was –
1: Sad. That whole thing. Okay, sucks. so
0: Gunner and what Gun was Storm. the
1: other guy? Gunstorm. 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 Fuck out of here. Gunstorm. Um. All right. The sounds like a
0: sponsor for a Trump rally.
1: Then, who was the Divas Champion? July twenty third, two thousand thirteen. Wasn't the women's. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it was the women's. Uh-huh. Paige?
1: It was AJ Lee.
0: Ah, but it was close. It was right, really, yeah, it was both of them kind of fucking around with each other. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Let me pull this other one up because I apparently forgot to uh write it down. Oh, we'll move on to another one. TNA knockouts champion Tom 2013 <laughs> Mickey James. Mickey James. Good job. She was the only mean?
0: she yeah. was the only one around then. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. That's true. All right, I'm gonna pull this other one up here because I had it written down. Apparently, I didn't write it down well enough. <laughs> I didn't finish. I must have been what talking you wanna... to you at the time and forgot What's to a finish bronze writing. Bronze tan, boy. Look at this. Man, you're bronze tan. So... oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> a favorite of ours during the eight years. Who was the WWE Intercontinental Championship when we started this show?
0: champion yeah
1: uh 2013 july 23rd how's your asshole feeling curtis axel curtis asshole yes i was gonna say the
0: mad ox i thought maybe it was the
1: mad ox for a second (laughs) the mad ox no curtis axel intercontinental championship boy that guy went far where is he Nursing, AEW? nursing his asshole yeah he's gonna sign with aw this week um then okay we've got three left so let's go tna x division champion this is a fun one because it ties into the tna world champion uh this was this would have been five days prior this guy became the tna x division champion
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um oh he no sold uh john morrison shit and then left the company um Austin Aries.
1: Nope. This was oh. Manic. Manic became the TNA X Division champion because it was vacated five days prior when someone used option C that to become the TNA Austin world Aries. champion was Chris Sabin.
0: Oh, Chris Sabin. And then that's when he beat Bully Ray.
1: Yep. They thought he was yeah. going to be the guy. The crowd was behind him.
0: He was for a minute. For a quick minute. <laughs> for a quick minute. He hot had his minute. moment
1: in the sun. All right. Then we had two. World champions in WWE at the time. We had the WWE title, and we had the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So who was the WWE title holder? Orton. Randy you, Orton. John, oh, John Cena, Cena. who won it from at the Royal Rumble from The Rock, and then lost it at SummerSlam to Daniel Bryan when Well, he didn't Triple win it at the
0: Royal Rumble. He won it at, at WrestleMania from The Rock. WrestleMania 29?
1: Well, he won it from The Rumble... Let me pull it up. He
0: went from the rumble. Rumbleette? I don't know. Let me pull it up. Because I thought it was I thought it was Orton and Cena, and then they unified them. I'm going to pull it up and right now at
1: WrestlingData.com. Data, right now, the WWE.
0: Uh, Theo says, bring back the sound clips. Well, YouTube is a little bit difficult to make that happen, okay? And we do miss this. We worked uh, the on it, but so.
1: yeah, we've still got some bugs to pull. Rawr. We have other bugs going on right now that we would rather get Rawr. those straight before. Uh, So, on April 7th, 2013, John Cena won. the. So, yeah, it would have been WrestleMania. And then he lost it to Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam.
0: Because you thought Cena was going to go heel.
1: That's right. That's right. But that was the birth of? The Rock won it at Royal Rumble that year. That's what I was looking at, yep.
0: But when Daniel Bryan won the championship from John Cena, he lost it to Randy Orton, which was the birth of?
1: was that the authority, the authority? yep mm. yeah all right yeah. so then who was the wwe world heavyweight champion
0: so we said cena was the uh-huh.
1: wwe champion yeah so another the world another champion. another iconic figure in our podcast he is not with the company now mark henry nope and has not been with the company for quite some time has a bit of a sullied record oh alberto, De alberto De rio? del uh, rio alberto oh. del rio Fuck that guy. Uh, Alberto Del Rio. July 23rd, 2013. And even at that time, we were not doing Tweet the Tables. Hmm? We were not. Oh, yeah. uh, Big Josh shouts out. Rock beat punk at the Rumble. Hmm. Yes. We
0: were not doing Tweet the Tables at the time. But you know what? we're doing them now
1: yeah yeah theo's trying to give us tips on how to use the soundboard thing we were doing that we've got some bugs to fix up on on delay and stuff like that you know you know the tech i get some of you know the tech but yeah where's your Maddox? oh look we got x0 x81 back we haven't seen that person in a while they were on a few weeks ago
0: yeah thanks for seeing
1: me again yes one of our newer listeners that we're aware of uh this is our eight-year anniversary show so welcome and uh we're about to round out with tweet the tables if you're not on twitter join the club join the cool kids uh, you know, what I mean, you use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. You tell us what you're thinking, and you know what we were talking about, Theo, Tom. I'm going to bring up Theo. Let's he tweeted the table. He said, right. "Bobby Lashley is like Bobby Lashley in the Money in the Bank title match. He's unstoppable." Hashtag tweet the table.
0: I like him. Like I said, I think he does really well with the limited capabilities he has, but presentation is great. Mm-hmm. And his moveset's getting better. I, I I like him. I like him. Yeah, but I'm biased.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I um. I, I just like the uh. Yeah. You know, uh, who was that? What that guy was gone too when he pulled the uh when he was like Tatum O'Neill is like trying to stop Kofi Kingston or trying trying to stop Kobe Bryant. In a Colorado hotel room. He's unstoppable or whatever thing. (laughs) Remember that? Uh We, like, made that thing, like, during the match, and then we never saw that guy again. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was his? He made a Kobe Bryant
1: rape joke
0: and thought that was going to get over. God, that was a Washington guy. Um, Someone hashtag tweet the table. I I can see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him.
1: Oh, this person says old school 2014 listener. God, how did we not? Hey. Man so you're from that. the early days that's great thank you yeah, happy. yeah that yeah. is great that is awesome um all right hashtag tweet the tip let's hop let's hop in at devil vamp says roman is fucking dominating those twins as a twin fuck that he would be done with me and my bro hashtag tweet the table and this fact check me if i'm wrong i don't think i was aware devil vamp has a twin and i i didn't know the world could survive such a thing uh, insane Oh. Ho- there's two devil vamps. Like, that's. Have I been incredible.
0: talking to the real devil vamp this whole time? Oh, do they do a little twin magic on us? Because we've yelled at each other. People pay good for, money for twin
1: magic. You know what I'm saying?
0: But we've yelled at each other, devil vamp. Abraham Washington.
1: Washington. That's it. Was it. Abraham Washington.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew the
1: last name. Yeah, Abraham Washington. Ford Titus. Uh, all right. Hey, another one. <laughs> Big Josh at the Rebel Trucker says hashtag tweet the table seth talking about destiny what happened to the last guy that talked about his destiny was to be a champion hashtag mitb and that was the famous alberto del rio remember that was his destiny Uh, he was running his destiny his destiny i used that for a while yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah poor titus god damn i love titus o'neill uh, zero on the on Dude. the I, just because of like all the things that like, like the make it a win. The he's like the like bumbling guy that you're like all right, fuck it. Like let's not get rid of Titus, but we're never gonna like push Titus. You know what what's I mean? your like, favorite
0: the, Titus moment?
1: The fucking running under the ring in the goddamn <laughs> greatest Royal Rumble. There's nothing better than that. Is <laughs> <It's> fucking <laughs> how do you <laughs> run? Fall forward and slide 40 yards under a goddamn ring.
0: <laughs> well, thank God he didn't kill himself, because he could have.
1: God, Jesus.
0: I always think of him, that is number one, right? But number two, I always think of his reaction after the Firefly Funhouse at yes. WrestleMania. Remember he was like, that was great.
1: Yes. Oh, gosh. All right. Um. And just the make it a win. Titus makes me think of make it a win, which makes me think of game show NXT. And there was so much bad comedic he gold. Fell in that. There he was fell so in much. That. There was so much like unintentionally hilarious stuff from NXT game show that uh, I want them to bring it back. Get some for fun. P- yeah, you know how like American Idol was like clearly like you're letting through some of these terrible people through on purpose yeah. through the screening. Do mm-hmm. that and give us the NXT style, like give us these bums that, like, hey, one of these we're gonna, we're gonna slap a superhero costume on them and go, all right. <laughs> and at Mister Fourth Row says, at Table Show, I would describe Peacock streaming issues tonight as Peacock was trying to fly when they forgot they don't fly. Hashtag tweet the table.
0: It was bad.
1: That was real bad.
0: That was, uh, I mean, God. Everything about Peacock from a WWE perspective is really miserable. Search is bad. They keep saying seasons, Royal rebel season eight, episode 10. What it's like, fuck out of here. It's garbage.
1: Yeah. That idea of the like season episode, like, like I get you guys are fitting, like you may have coded it this way and it's easier, but like, let's get somebody on it. I get like, I hope you're working on it and coding in the background to fix it. But, anyway at hallmark of swede or maybe hey. sean spears right maybe John not
0: spears mm-hmm. sorry about your loss he
1: says at hallmark of sweet says hashtag tweet the table says hearing the crowd chant johnny drip drip makes my heart grow at least two and a half sizes i love yeah. the drip drip again he's another one where we're like look it's how i view titus i'm like look we are not pushing this guy to anything but i want him out there doing something i love that the miz is spraying people with water like byron's getting pissed you know what I mean? Like, the drip, drip. write him
0: the Intercontinental Champion.
1: This is one where I'm like, okay, well, we're like, all right, Orange is getting a little stale. I want them to write it hard, and as soon as it gets stale, move on to something else. Let it be a blip in time Or we're mm-hmm. like, remember Drip, drip? Yeah. Great. I might have a Drip, drip shirt, but if you keep doing this, I'm going to hate Drip, drip.
0: I think he needs to go over to SmackDown, and I think the contrast between a Apollo Crews, you know, Nigerian nightmare and hey. Johnny Drip, drip would be fun.
1: I see title for Johnny drip
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, if he redesigns it too, like Dripping the moistest champion. Yeah. yeah. Dripping in gold, the moistest champion of all time. Yeah. There you go. Cause what the fuck is Apollo Crews doing? Nothing,
1: nothing racist gimmick. I mean, like I understand he's black and like probably but, from Nigeria, but like this looks bad. Yeah. And we saw the guy on the raw underground. So I know that's not commander Aziz from like, I, again, like,
0: let's not even talk about that anymore because they just they completely ignore their well, own history
1: well our final tweet table comes from one of our long time listeners at Katie first lady and she says so hey she says so uh wins and losses don't matter right this is a problem you make when you don't make new stars strong if you don't care why should we hashtag tweet the table
0: and the thing is is you you can make sympathetic people out of losses right Adam, Adam Page right losses number one contendership started to second guess who he was the Dark Order comes back to regain his confidence then he beats Brian Cage at the pay-per-view now we're back on track you you, you can have losses that still enhances the character but in WWE they just go what what's good this week what's this uh, hey hey you're, you I remember your name hey uh come here you want you face that guy. Okay. Right. And that's what they fucking do. Yeah. It's so insulting. It's horrible.
1: What? Well, what isn't insulting is these fans. We've got fans that have listened to us for eight years. We've got fans that are new just finding us now. We've got fans in the chat. We've had fans tweet the table. We've had fans hate Join us. The- We've had fans drive oh, here. We've had fans meet us for breakfast and shit. Uh, this has been a fun ride.
0: I love it. I tell you what, I say this each and every anniversary, and I mean it each and every time. I love the support. Thank you so much for joining us on a live chat using a hashtag tweet the table. And if you're not on Twitter, you can still send us an email, table show at gmail.com. We have people that are beer sponsors of the week. Justin Heavy. Summers. Yeah, Justin Summers. God the oh one of the best people I've ever met in this weird wacky community. And I tell you what, thank you so much. And to celebrate, as I mentioned at the top of the show, get a bronze tan, join the conversation, and send us this picture. If yeah, you do, use your hashtag tweet tab. the
1: table and send us your bronze tan. Yeah, show us is. your inner Tom.
0: Eight-year anniversary. Tom Trump over Braun. here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks again for everybody listening. Use hashtag tweet the table. And until uh, you know, until next time, hey, maybe I'll just say that we'll see you next year.